Join Ian Garner as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape the future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here, and I've got a very special guest, the author of The Go-Giver and a whole Go-Giver series, Endless Referrals, and many other books, and an, an author of an amazing community that we're going to talk about. Bob Burke, thanks so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Hey, thank you, Ian. It's great to be with you. Uh, I'm super excited to, uh, to bring Bob to you. If you haven't read The Go-Giver, it's a super easy read. It's a fantastic read. I've read it a few times. Uh, but you know the whole idea behind it. I'm going to let Bob talk about is is this mentality shift, which I think is super important now, but also when it comes to marketing. So Bob, let's. I mean, real quick recap of the Go Giver because it's such an easy read. <laughs> it's a it's a business parable co-authored with John David Mann. John is really the writer, the you know the lead writer, storyteller. I'm really a how-to guy. I'm step one, step two, step three. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of the boring guy. John is the great writer, and I can tell a story from stage. And as you and I both know, storytelling is very important. Stories connect on a deeper level, right? Uh, on a heart-to-heart level, which is which was really the reason for putting this into parable form. And the, the, the basic premise, as you alluded to, is simply that shifting your focus, and this is really where it all begins, uh, shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a, a more pleasant way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as well. And not for some way out there, woo-woo, magical, mystical type of reasons. Oh, just give in the world. No, not, not at all. It's actually very rational. It's very logical. When you're that person who can take your focus off of yourself and place it on serving others, discovering what they want, what they need, what they desire, focusing on helping them solve and overcome their challenges, focusing on bringing them closer to happiness. People feel good about you. People want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to see you succeed. They want to um, be in relationship with you. They want to do business with you, but they certainly want to tell others about you and be your personal walking ambassador. And that's, you know, that's really what is in, in the, in the parable. John and I tell the story of a young guy named Joe. He's up and coming, ambitious, aggressive, but very frustrated because his focus is really on himself as opposed to where it needs to be, which is on his prospects and customers. I think I think you said something key right there, which was frustration, and I want to come back to that. But before we get into that, how did you, you know, because I've read this so many times, and I really haven't seen where you, you know, it's it's obvious how someone could come to the solution, but where was that moment? You're like, this needs to be my thing. This is how what the word I want to spread to the world. Um. As far as the, the go-giver kind of theme? The, I, yes, the theme. Well, you know, for me, it really began uh, uh, about 38 years ago. 
And I say 38 because I started in selling about 40 years ago. It was two years after I, I was in the business and I'd been, you know, doing pretty well. I had, after floundering at first, I, I started reading books and listening to tapes. That's how long ago it was, right? Tapes, uh, cassette tape <laughs> album, right? Uh, and, and, you know, did pretty well. But then I moved to another company, was selling a high ticket item and I was in a slump and I could not get out of the slump. And the more of a slump I was in, the more I focused on myself as opposed to my customers. And I stayed in that slump. Well, fortunately, there was a gentleman there at the company, an older guy. He didn't say much. And by the way, he was not in the sales department. I think he was an engineer or something. And But he was one of these guys. He didn't say much. But whenever he did say something, it was always profound. And fortunately, I think he saw me sort of as as Joe, you know, the, the, the protege in the story who that, that young up and comer who was frustrated. And so he, he, he said to me one day when I came back from a, a you know, a non-selling appointment, uh, it was supposed to be a selling appointment, but it was not because of my own ineptitude. And he said, Berg, he was a last name kind of guy. He said, can I give you some advice? And I said, yeah, please do. I, I need it. And he said, if you want to make a lot of money in sales, he said, don't have making money as your target. The target is serving others. Now, when you hit the target, he said, you'll get a reward. And that reward will come in the form of money. And you can do with that money whatever you choose. But never forget, the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. It ain't the target itself. Your target is serving others. And I, and what that told me really was that Great salesmanship, just like great leadership, great salesmanship is never about the salesperson. You know, it's never about the product or service, as important as those are, that it's never about that. Great salesmanship is about the other person. It's about the value you are bringing to another person's life. Or I guess we could say when it comes right down to it, it's about another person's life being better just because you are in it. And I think that when we approach sales from that foundational premise, we're really nine steps ahead of the game in a 10 step game. Oh yeah. I mean, I, it's, I agree completely. You know, one of my first sales jobs and I was in sales early on, they started giving us training and it was always these kind of tactics. And I just never believed in them. And, and you know, and, and, but I did well because I had the mentality of going out and helping people. I was like, I'm going to help people. And no one ever said that. And then when I read your book, I'm like, oh, someone finally said it. <laughs> well, we love, John and I both love hearing that from people. Because I, I can't tell you how many people who are just, you know, like you, very, very successful business people who stated that at one time in their career, they were discouraged from from being that way. You know, that person who was looking out for the other person's interest, who was trying to, and so, oh, that will never work. You know, that's not, and they, they said, no, this is how we're going to do it. And and so forth. Then when they read The Go-Giver, it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't that you learned anything from The Go-Giver that you didn't already know. It just matched what you were already doing. It matched your set of values. It matched how you wanted to bring yourself to the world. And, and I, I, you know, I, I think that's the key. I, I, oh, I agree completely. And, you know, and that's why I read it multiple times because it's inspiring. It's, it's very inspiring and it helps to overcome the frustration because it's, you know, it, it, this isn't a, a, a quick fix, is it? No, but I, I, it's not. But I'll also say this. 
it takes less time to do well as a go-giver than as a go-taker, okay? Than as somebody who, be, and I'll tell you why. And this, because I, we often get the question, and it's a good question, and that is, well, well, Bob, I can understand this go-giver stuff, focusing on them, you know, after I already have the money, right? And I don't need, you know, the false premise being that the usual way of doing things is actually faster. And, and I said, well, you know, let's, let's kind of break this down a little bit. Let's say I am the salesperson and you're the prospect. And, you know, I really need the money right now. I got to make this happen quick. And so, so, you know, forget about this go-giver stuff for right now. I'm, I'm focused on the money, right? So we're doing a sales appointment, pre I'm doing a presentation and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm asking you questions, but I'm not really listening to what you really, really need as much as I'm listening to what I can use to sharp angle you into a close later on. When you have an objection, yeah, I can kind of rattle off the standard answers, but there's a little defensiveness here because you know, your objection's standing in the way of my money and I'm closing often and early and kind of hard. And by the end of the presentation, you know, are you less likely or more likely to want to do business with me? And I think with most people it would be less likely. Okay. So now same person, uh, I need the money and so forth. Now I'm not going to deny my self-interest because first of all, as human beings, we are self-interested. That is, that is part of human nature. That doesn't mean we have to settle for that, right? A good friend of mine, Dan Rockwell says, self-interest is natural. Other interest is leadership, right? So we don't have to be bound by that, but we know it's, it's part of human nature to be self-interested. And, and so, but I'm gonna go into this now. I'm not going to deny my self-interest, even though I really need the money, right? I'm not gonna deny my self-interest, but I am gonna suspend it. I'm gonna put it temporarily to the side and put my focus on you. So now I'm asking you great discovery questions. When you give me the, your responses, I'm not assuming that I know what you mean just because I heard it a certain way, because I know we think differently and we come from different sets of beliefs and experiences. So we're gonna drill down always tactfully, diplomatically, and I'm gonna make sure I understand exactly what you need, what you want, what you desire. And only after I'm sure I know that, am I, am I gonna connect the benefits of my product or service with those needs, wants, and desires. When you have an objection, I'm gonna welcome it. And I'm gonna assure you that it is a good question and that it's important that we're able to work with it because if we're gonna work together, you need to be comfortable with this. And then what we're gonna do is instead of just answering the, the actual symptom of the objection, we're gonna go back together and, and discover the root of the objection and see what it really is. And then we're gonna work through it together to advance the process. And you know what, Ian, by the time I ask you to take action, I'm simply asking you to say yes to something you've already told me you want to do. Are you more likely or less likely to want to do business with me right now? And I'm going to suggest the answer is probably more likely. And this was because I took my focus off myself and placed it on you. I often say to salespeople when I speak at a, at a conference, one of the first things I'll say is nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet. Okay. You know, they're not going to buy from you because you need the money and they're not even going to buy from you because you're a really, really nice human being. They're going to buy from you because they believe that they will be better. They believe they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And that's good.
It's the only reason why anyone should buy from you or from me or from anyone else. And that's great news for the salesperson or entrepreneur business owner who can place their focus on that other person. That's great news. Oh, it is. It's, I mean, it's such good advice. It's amazing advice. And it's, it's probably one of the most important things out there. And it, it makes sales easier, right? Because mm -hmm. I know when I get nervous going into some sort of sales situation, sure. you know, a big name, we, right now we have a huge, one of the biggest companies in the world we're going to work with. And, Ooh. you know, it, it, awesome. it gets a little nerve wracking, but I just go into it, go, I, you know, I use that advice and flip the switch. I'm just going to go in there and help these people as much exactly. as possible. Exactly. You know, you, you, you're an expert, of course, with videos and, and, and so forth and communicating through that. And, and as you know, you know, that there's people who get very nervous about doing that. And it's okay. Again, that's human nature too. That's all right. There's nothing wrong with, but when we can take our focus off ourselves and how we look and on the exact words we're saying and on are they judging me about this? And we say, how can the information that I'm trying to communicate, how can it benefit them? When that's our focus, now you've got a video people are gonna watch because that's what they're paying attention to, how it's gonna affect, and they know if you're interested in helping them or just looking good on video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yes, 100%, 100 because I get that from people, I'm like, I just had someone today. It's like, the content's great. I love it. I just don't like the way I look. And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> unless you're like a, a visual influencer, you know, which I'm not, <laughs> you know, like someone's coming to look at how you look, it really doesn't matter to most people. Exactly. Um, and, and so, you know, I, obviously the book is a great resource, but you've, uh, you've also, and I, because I, I go back to it too, because it's like when you're in a slump, and like you're saying, it's like sometimes you're in a slump and you're just like, ugh, and you have to get out of it. Um, it, it what other resources can you use to get into that go-giver mentality? Well, you know, the, the big thing is, is that first one. It's saying, okay, I, you know, I know I'm in a slump right now. I've got I've to resist that temptation to, to be thinking of me and how I'm gonna get out of that slump. I've gotta resist this and just absolutely put myself in the mindset of focusing on that other person. Now, we also can take logical steps in terms of, well, that is a logical step, but we can also take other logical steps in terms of uh, asking why we might be in the slump, and, and that is maybe some of the mechanics, some of the things we're doing. So it's, it's great to, you know, when you know why you're successful, you can then kind of do a check on yourself during those slump times and, and be able to do a diagnostic and discover what you're not doing right now that has been proven to work. And, you know, we can go back and, and that's why sometimes good to have a coach helping you do that or, you know, someone who, who you, you know, who's, whose opinion you trust and who knows the, the business and so forth. And yeah, well, this leads me into my next question because you've, you've started to develop a community around this. Can you tell me yeah. what was the intention of building the Go-Giver community? Yeah, so we, we had my business partner, Kathy Tajanelle and I, we had a, uh, we had, and we still do have something called the Go-Giver Success Alliance. And this is a group of very successful people and uh, they pay about a hundred dollars a month and it's a whole thing we have set up and they, and, and it, it includes a once a week uh, group meeting on Zoom and, and it's a lot of fun. but. Not everyone is going to be able to afford that or afford it at this time or be able to make that kind of commitment. So 
we wanted to come up with the idea, we wanted to come up with another part of the community that people who didn't have those kinds of resources could still um, participate and still get a whole lot of value uh, from it. So we decided to have another part of the community that was just $11 a month that anyone could join. And, and I always say, think of it as Facebook, but absolutely not Facebook. <laughs> so, so you've got, you know, you, you go on there, you can, you put your profile on there and everything, but really what you're doing is you're connecting with people in a very go-giver type way. So, you know, if you go through the five laws, the first is that you're, that as, as a member of this community, you're focusing not on what can I get out of it, that will, that will happen, but that's not your focus, right? You're, the focus is on how can I add value to all these other members? The second part is about touching the lives of a lot of people, and which again, you're able to do. The third is placing other people's interests first. Now, by the way, when we say, you know, cause law number three, the law of influence says, your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. This is not in any way to say that you should ever be anyone's doormat or a martyr or self-sacrificial in any way. That's totally not what that means. Uh, in context in the story, you see that, that Sam, one of the mentors tells Joe that the golden rule of business, of sales, of networking, what have you, is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And you know, again, there's no, there's no faster, more powerful, or more effective way to elicit those feelings toward you by then, by then by moving from an I focus or me focus to an other focus, looking to, as Sam advised Joe, make your win about the other person's win. So that's what we mean. And then it's about being authentic, which happens to be the fourth, you know, law. But then it's also the fifth law, the law of receptivity. And people in this group should expect that they are going to receive in abundance. And so, um, you know, so we set the group up for that reason to be an actual, we call it, you know, the go-giver community because it's, it, it's people living their lives and conducting business according to those five laws. Yeah, and I, I think it's, to me, it's so critical to surround people with the like mindset because Absolutely. it's, you know, it, it, they say, you know, obviously network is your net worth and all that stuff, but it's so easy for people to veer your mindset. You know, I, I know I've been in masterminds where it's like very uh, mercenary mindset. I, mercenary versus missionary, the whole idea from Jeff Bezos. And, and they're all about money. And I'm not that way. But it's easy. To, and then you get this, this confluence, this disjointed piece. Right. Um, and, and I think that's fantastic. And, and how, so how many members, tell me how many members do you have? And, and like, What's going on inside there? I want to. I want to know more. Yeah. Well, we have about 250 members right now. Our our short term goal is a thousand, and then it's going to be ten thousand within the next two years. Uh, then we'll really get serious. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and what types of people should be joining this? I mean, obviously this mindset, but is it? Yeah. Well, business owners, salespeople. Yes. That's pretty much, yeah, well, that's pretty much, uh, you know, our, our market. I mean, my, my speaking is, is a lot of corporate speaking, but, it's, but, it's, but the people that Kathy and I really work with tend to be entrepreneurs and salespeople. 
is what it comes down to. So it can be anyone from, you know, an accountant, it could be a banker, it could be a chiropractor, it could be, you know, somebody who's a, a, a realtor, it could be a financial advisor, it could, you know, any really anybody, we have a number of coaches, it's really anyone who has a business in which uh, they need to develop their business. It's certainly easier for them to develop that business when they have a whole lot of people who are rooting for them and supporting them and pulling for them and so forth. So, and, uh, and who also want to kind of continue learning. Yes. Love it. Um, and you mentioned the, the rule of authenticity and I meant to talk to you about it before because, sure. you know, our company originally was called authentic web and it, it and authenticity has been a big part of the videos that we create, mm -hmm. but how do you, how should someone with this go-giver mentality, how do they find their authenticity? Yeah, you know, cause I, I, and I love that you bring that up because I think authenticity is one of those words that is, is used in a, a way that sometimes is not really productive and maybe even counterproductive. I think it's misunderstood. You know, you, I think some people confuse authenticity with just saying and doing anything, no boundaries, <laughs> let it all, you know, this is who I am, take it or leave it. Which by the way, is a good philosophy if you wanna have, you know, no good relationships, right? And, and no business, but that's not what most of us want. And so, you know, it, it's sort of like the person who says, well, I have anger issues and I yell at people a lot. And if I were to act any differently, that wouldn't be authentic of me. That's baloney, that's, that's hogwash. It simply means that person has an authentic problem <laughs> uh, that they need to authentically work on in order to become a better, higher, authentic version of themselves. So I would define authenticity as simply acting congruently with one's values. I think when everything we, you know, we say or do or whatever, we, we measure against our, our values. If, if we're being congruent with them, then we're authentic. You know, if we're not, but it doesn't mean that that you say or do whatever you want. You know, I, I use an example. Let's say you're making a sales call or let's say one of your, your clients, one of your current clients is the type of person who, you know, they're a nice person, but they're not very relationship oriented and they're not someone who wants a lot of small talk. When they say, you know, how are you? They want you to say fine and get into business, you know, not. But let's say you had a horrible night's sleep, your neck is killing you and so forth and you go in to see them and uh, they say, hey, how are you? Well, you, you would not say, oh, I gotta tell you, man, I had the worst, I, my neck is just kidding. People say, but, but if you just say, I'm fine, thank you, how are you? Isn't that inauthentic? No, it's called being appropriate, okay? Because authentically, you're there to serve your client, right? And, and that's how they wanna be dealt with. Now later, when you see your chiropractor and she says, how are you? Well, now it's both authentic and totally appropriate to say, man, I had the worst night's sleep, you know, and, and my neck is killing me. So, so you know, authenticity is being ourselves. It's being congruent with our values. It, it doesn't mean we say or do whatever we want because that's authentic, you know? Yes, yes. and I. And I, I think that's something people have to find and they have to work on and think about their values, right? And, ah, and, absolutely, and, yes. Yeah, and spending the time thinking about your values, what's important, what's not. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, one of the things I talk about all the time is just not having aspirational values. Don't think that, 
I'm going to be an I'm an early riser when you're actually not. Right. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, I mean this has been fantastic, Bob. Uh, you know, go to berg.com. We'll put all the links in the show notes. The community. We'll put a link to the GoGiver community. It's at thegogivercommunity.com. Easy enough. Thegogivercommunity.com. But we'll put a link in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's down below. But Bob, what's where where are you most active are, are on social media? Where's the best place to follow you? You know, the last couple of years, it seems more and more on LinkedIn. I was late to the game on LinkedIn, but I find it to be a, a you know a, a great media platform for me. But it's, I'm on I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, even Instagram, which isn't my really my favorite. Difficult for me to navigate, actually. But uh, but uh, that's just me. You know, we all have our own things. But the link, LinkedIn probably more than anywhere else. Awesome. So we'll put a link to Bob's LinkedIn in the show notes. Make sure. To pick up the book, I mean, I, I, it's it's a no-brainer to pick up the book and and read it because it's I've I've listened to the audiobook, read the book. It's a great parable. It's a great story. But Bob, thank you so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Oh, my pleasure, Ian. Just been just great to be with. Love the work you do. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. And thank and same to you. Make sure to check Bob out. Make sure to go to the Go Giver community. And thanks for taking Bob and I on your journey. This has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video, you know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer? An agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. 